A good day of Shabbos, dear friends. We continue here with part two, Parshas Noso, discussing now the Nazir. As we mentioned, the Gemara in the beginning of Sota links the Sota with the Nazir by saying that the two are juxtaposed to tell us that a person who sees a Sota in her disgrace should vow to become a Nazir. Um, we also saw a more faint connection, but one that we want to make sure to revisit, which is that when Hannah threatens Hashem, so to speak, as we explained last time, it's not a threat, is that she was, ta- she was stating to Hashem that if I'm not Zoha on this spiritual level where I am to have, to have a, a, a child, so I'll go up to a higher level to that to that, what we describe as the Kodesh Kadoshim of the relationship between husband and wife, um, which is where one is elevated to when drinking the May Sota, the waters of the Sota. And there, um, I will certainly merit to have a child. And she says in that in that nether uh, that she's making to Hashem, she says, and he will be a Nazir for all of his days. So we see here Hannah, who is on the one hand preparing herself to, to go up to the Madriga of being a Sota, uh, to being a, a, a woman who is Tahor, who was, who was given to drink me Sota, I should say, not being a Sota, um, and, and then the conclusion, and then the, the result of that she says, will be that she will have a Nazir. So we once again see a connection between the Sultan and the Nazir. We'll have to revisit that. We'll have to revisit that uh, connection at the end of this of this year. So the Sota is described in Posak Hey Posak Yudhas that she stood in front of the Kohen in front of Hashem the, the, the coin stands up in front of Hashem and he uncovers her head he uncovers her head which means he unbraids her hair opens up her hair in front of Hashem what, what, is, what, is the, what is the reason for this for this procedure now the Sota suspected Sota having her hair uncovered laying bare um, the Mirish God on the spot explains that this is because she went and she decorated her hair for her improper act. So now the Kohen is going to need to degrade that and take away that Hashivus from that hair of hers by laying it bare, un- uh, unbraiding it, uh, having it fall down. Um, the obvious question is that whatever act she was involved in, she potentially also wore earrings, maybe a bracelet. Um, there might have been lots of different decorations that went into into this into this action. So why is the Pusik singling out her hair specifically? Um, so now let's let's analyze the the, the sugi of Nazir, which follows right after, as we've mentioned. The Nazir is said to first of all 
be a person who must abstain from yain, that's Pasuk Gimel over there, so w- when a person makes a nether, he abstains from yain and all other grape products. Then, the Torah goes on, Pasuk Hey says that all the days of his Nizirus, he's not going to cut his hair, and he's going to be a Nazir to Hashem, Kodesh Gadel Pera, his his uh, hair will be holy parasarosho the, 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 the hair of, of his head so over here we have that the hair of the nausea is meant to not be cut it's meant to grow out and it's called the hair is holy it's it's kodishiye the, the hair is shall be holy. Um, Pasek Zayn over there continues and says that he should not be metam himself, he shouldn't contaminate himself with the dead, even to his immediate relatives. This is a similar halacha that is held by the Kohen Gadol, a very high level of tumor that even for immediate relatives he does not contaminate himself. And the Pasek justifies it. You know why that is? Because the crown of his God is upon his head, meaning to say, the hair. And then finally, at the completion of his Nazirus, we have that he cuts off his hair. Uh, the Apostle says, He should cut his hair at the entrance to the to the t- temple as Rosh Nizro, the head of his Nizirus Alakach as our Rosh Nizro, he takes the hair of the head of his Nizirus and he puts it underneath the fire of the Korban Shlomim so first of all we see here a progression that the way he becomes a Nizir is by saying he's going to abstain from wine but the status, the state now of being a Nazir is that he doesn't cut his hair and that's why he cannot be metal himself to the dead because his hair is, is the crown of his God. So it means we have here three mitzvahs of a Nazir, the abstaining from wine, the not cutting of the hair and not becoming Tomei, but there's a relation between the three. What he does is he abstains from wine what that causes, the result of that, is that his hair becomes holy, therefore it's not cut and takes on this very, very high level. And then, finally, as a result of having this very high level, this crown of God upon his head, therefore he cannot be contaminated. He cannot contaminate himself to the dead. And so when he is going to leave his ears, then he has to remove this crown from upon his head and and uh, burn it uh, together with his with the, car, with the carbon put it in the fire that's going to be uh, burning the carbon okay so we want to understand what is this what is the deal with his hair with his hair of this nausea we have a story the Gemara in nausea it's also in the Gemara in the Durham about Shimon Tzadik who never ate from Carbonus 
of a, of a Nazir Tomei. In the Rambam, it's mashma, really, of any Nazir, um, which means when a Nazir would either mess up and, yes, contaminate himself to the dead, or if just his term would be up and he would choose to not renew his term and he would uh, be leaving the Naziru. So Shemel Tzadik, who was a Kohen Gadol, did not want to partake from those from those carbonos, except one time. Shemel Tzadik says that came to me a, uh, a young man who was beautiful, he had beautiful eyes, he had a beautiful appearance, and his the, the, the ringlets of his hair um, fell in beautiful curls, and I said to him, my son, what did you see? Lahashis Sa'ar Noeza to go and destroy such beautiful hair. We have Shimon Tzadik, who is the Mishar Knesset Agdola, the last remember, remaining member of the Anshik Knesset Agdola. He lived to a very, very old age. He was a coin Gadol for, for many, many years, and he sees this beautiful hair. He says, Oi! What is going on? Why are you? Why? Why are you destroying this beautiful hair of yours? And he said to me that no, I was a, I had a Yitzhahara. I saw the beauty of my hair, and I had a Yitzhahara, and I swore that I would that I would uh, overcome this. So he said, Avoda, I swear, that I will. Cut you off for the sake of heaven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you to Hashem, and so that's why. I, that's why I did this. That's why I become, became a nazir, and so Shimon Tzadik was very happy. He says that about you it says, about you it says, Ish ki yaflia lindor neder nazir lehazir lehashem, that you, when a man will make a vow of nazirus to Hashem, means for the sake of Hashem. The Rambam understands. And Shimon Tzadik was felt this was an Azir's L'Shem Shemaim, and that's why he was happy to eat from this carbon. So we have so many questions on this uh, on this midrash. What is, first of all, the connection that Shimon Tzadik should be so interested and so obsessed with his hair? Why is he so? Uh, so focused on his hair and this young man that he was overcome with uh, looking into he looked into the water he saw his reflection he saw wow what beautiful hair so he wanted to to uh, overcome that Yitzhahara so good so just go and cut off cut off your hair you don't have to become a Nazir go through the entire period of Nazirs so afterwards you can bring your hair to be burnt in the in the in the fire of the Shlomim, what is the what is he out to do? Why is it so important to this young man who is obviously very very highly, very high neshama, very high person? That Shimon Tzadik is so happy with him. Why is it so important to dedicate the hair to Hashem instead of just cutting it off? Why Shimon Tzadik never eat from carbonos of other nizirim? Um, and then, of course, we still need to analyze the reason why 
abstaining from wine leads then a nausea to a state of where his hair is untouchable and holy and why it is that with Sota specifically her hair is uncovered so first we cannot avoid the almost immediate comparison between the words of, of Shimon Tzadik who praised the hair of the young man I'll, I'll read to you the uh, the Hebrew he says Vikitsvosov and his and his locks Suduros lo tiltalim were f- they fell in a in a fashion of ringlets they were they were ringed that's the simple translation um, but of course that right away those that are familiar with Shir Shirim a little bit uh, is uh, obvious Shimon Tzadik is alluding to the Parak Hei Pasuk Yud Aleph where Klaus Rall describing Hashem as being Rosho Ket and Puz his head is one solid block of of high quality precious gold Kavut Sosov Taltalim these are the words these are clearly the words that Shimon Tzadik is referring to his his locks are curled, shachoros k'orev. They're black like a raven, right? So what is he coming to say over here? We take a look at the different forshim, the Ashik Hakadosh, the Malbim. They all explain that the hair leaving the head, the hair that comes out of the head, represents extraordinarily high levels of of uh, of thought the thoughts that someone has inside of his head we cannot see, we cannot penetrate once those thoughts, those deep thoughts that someone is having once they come more into the realm of emotions then those emotions can be portrayed on the face whether it be joy, whether it be anger or sadness contemplation, whatever it may be but the but, but that's already once it's made its way down far, far down into the realm of emotions. But in the realm of thought itself, it's completely hidden from, from, from everyone. There's no, there's no manifestation of what, of what those thoughts are. The only expression that there is, is the hair on the head. The hair on the head is, in the Malbim's language, I'll read to you the Malbim over there on the Shir Shirim, that these are the expressions of the mind Shipnimis Hamoach, that the internality of the Moach, Bokeya, it, it breaks forth, it, it, it bursts out, it has to have some sort of an expression. Vyotse Umizgal, it comes out and reveals itself, Aideha Saoros, through the hairs. Shehut Siur, El Oros, Hamachshovios, this is a physical manifestation of the spiritual. Of the of the spiritual powers that are that are coming out from a person's thoughts, or in this case, it's obviously uh, we're anthropomorphizing Hashem in in, in Shir Shirim Shlomo Melch is de- de- describing Hashem's machshavos kaviyachol. Um, so so these are the the a physical manifestation of the lights of of the uh, deep, hidden thoughts 
that come out and to, to, the, to the outside through the uh, hair follicles, through, through the openings um, in the scalp. So this, and this manifests the very, very first manifestation of any thought, even though the thought is completely hidden, this is its this is that this is that manifestation. This is the loftiest expression that a person has, and their taltalim, they, which which the Malbim says it means tali tilim, their mounds mounds and heaps. That's like a like a tell is 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 a mount is a mound. So they are heaps and heaps, because in these very very deep thoughts. Are all are worlds of, of of almost if you're talking about Hashem of infinity if you're talking about with us on certain level uh, things that are beyond grasp that are being expressed over here that's what the, so that's that's the greatness of these of these locks of curly hair locks of locks of um, of curls that are falling down. That they they represent an extraordinarily high level, the highest manifestation that there is, which now we understand why Shimon Tzadik was so obsessed with this young man's hair. This is this is like the pasuk describes. This is the Nazir Lokov. This is the crown of his God. This person is a Nazir, and he's carrying upon his head the crown of his God. This is the this is the loftiest manifestation that a person can have such a high level and so now we can understand the connection between yain the abstaining from the yain and the obligation then that follows to grow out one's hair and that the hair becomes holy because yain we know like the Gemorian Erevin says nitnas yain yotsu sod Yain does the apa Yain takes one's very lofty thoughts and it, it turns it into a person blurts it out, a person says it out, a person expresses it out, down and out in, in, in a lower format. So a person is doing that, so then there's no way that he can be connected so high up to have such an expression of glory and and crownship. A crown is always represents a crown. Um, is like a upside down root, right? Like the, if we look at our tefillin, the, there's two shins on your tefillin. The two shins on our tefillin is a, also tefillin rosh that looks like a crown. A crown has spikes at the top. Every crown has spikes at the top. That's because it's like antenna going up, connecting to higher realms. Something that's expressing, that's bursting out from from the very from from the highest place of man, the deepest thoughts that cannot be expressed, that's what a crown is, is my connection to something nelam, something hidden, something higher so to do that a noisier has to first abstain from the yain once he's abstaining from the yain then he can can reach this level of kedusha, and then it's understandable that once he's done that, so he's not allowed to be metama himself because he's on such a high level, he cannot be metam himself because the Nazir Kava is our Rosho, the crown of his God is upon his head, he's like a Kohen Godel, he's connected to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, he's connected to a very high place, 
So he has to be careful not to be metama himself. So if, if that's the case, so then we can go back and we can explain a lot of the questions that we asked. First of all, we asked, why specifically is the woman's hair uncovered? So we said that the Midrash Haggadah, that she decorated his hair, means there's a certain loftiness, there's a certain greatness to man that's so high that can make a man arrogant, that can make a man or a woman arrogant. And you know the crown is always the most beautiful part. The crown is the thing that to a certain extent can make a person arrogant enough to say, I can do whatever I want. I can lose my humility. I can lose my, my restraint. I can go and do what I want. That's what the Sota did. And uh, perhaps there was wine involved. So she wasn't able to stay connected to a high level to understand that I am an expression. My thoughts, my deepest thoughts are connected to Hashem. It's not a, so by her, her beautiful hair instead of a being a nazir, a lokov, a crown of his god, like by the nazir, instead with her it became a, the se'ar, which is, a, se'ar is also a wild storm, it, 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 it's something that's out of control, it led her down the wrong path, that's, that's what happened, she went to a high place, and she, and she was macalculate, she took the greatest thing, the crown, that we have upon our heads, which is meant to be an expression of our deepest thoughts of connecting to Hashem, and instead she made it an, a point of arrogance, a point of conceit, and it led her to behave in a wild way, by specifically the hair is disparaged, is opened up in front of everyone, shown to be something so despicable. The nausea specifically abstains from the wine so that by doing that he will make sure to stay connected very high up. He's not going to have that nitnas yain yotze sold. He's not going to be dragged down into the world of physicality so he'll be able to stay connected high up and using that beauty l'shem shamayim when a nausea sees a sota in her disgrace person sees someone that made a kilku she went and she took that lofty connection the person supposed to have and she ruined it she misused it so he's supposed to whenever we see any kilku in the world immediately I'm supposed to arouse myself to try to rectify that kilku to try to go and do the, and fix that thing that she failed on she failed on this connection this beauty that she has the hair on her head the crown on her head let her astray I have to now go and rectify that I have to abstain from wine and therefore grow out this beauty on my head and it should be a nazir lokav it should be a crown of his god it should be kodesh Hashem, like this young man did and of course that's why he wanted to dedicate it to Hashem it's not enough to just cut it off to r- run away from it no he understood that if, if there's a kilkul over here, if there's a pagam, there's a damage that the Yitzhahara wants this beauty for itself, and not only do I have to not allow that to happen, but I have to turn it around and I have to make it. There should be a nazir la, la Hashem. 
they should be uh, they should be this beauty should be given over to Hashem and that's why Shimon Tzadik was so upset he sees this young man who is who is seemingly representing such a perfect state of Nazirus why are you destroying this that's why Shimon Tzadik never wanted to eat perhaps from a carbon of a nausea like the Ramam is mashma of really of any nausea because a nausea is often either a result of that someone has a drinking problem or, or someone who is running away from something and, and, and he does it as a and, and he's not doing it he's not doing it to connect high up that's one option alternatively a nausea tummy is a person who messed up on guarding the, that kedusha so why would Shimon Tzadik want to participate in, in such a thing to, to encourage such a thing and finally, even even any nausea, why, why, like he was asking the same man, why, why are you destroying this? Why don't you stay with that holy level? Why don't you stay and continue doing what you're doing? So the young man said to him, no, because I want to give this hair over to Hashem. I've I, I, I sanctified it. And now I want to give it over. So for so for this young man, on the contrary, this was a completion of his ascent. He set out on a job. He said, "I have a, I, there's a kilkul over here. My hair um, was a source for seduction that the Yitzhahara tried to get me with. I wanted, I wanted to go through a state of sanctifying it, and I want to give it over to Hashem. And finally now, maybe we can tie it back in and explain the tremendous connection between the Sultan and Nazir. Like we said, that Hana was a person who was who felt that she was capable of going up to that level of of going into that holy place where there's a connection between the shame yud and hey the shame ka the connection between ish vi ishto that holy place and she could be tahor in there and from there she could bring down a bracha and to bring shmuel navi into the world who would be a nazir a nazir the is the rectification of the sota the nazir is the person who sees what the Soto did, the, the fact that she, the Soto, who usually a Soto Tmea, is profanes that high level of Kedusha, and from that, such a high level, that's where her Misa comes from. That's where her Mayim Orim come from. So the, so the Nazir is a person who sees this and determines to ascend to that same high place to rectify this, so Hannah, who felt that she could go up to that place in safety and bring down a bracha, so she understood that her son would be a nazir. That would be the connection. So we have here two people, two people who are involved with something very dangerous called the loftiness of the human being, the crown of a person. The hair that we have represents the thing that we are most arrogant about. It is the loftiest thing that we have. And that loftiest thing that we have can either be a nirshal, uh, a mirshal, it can be um, something that leads us astray, which is the case with the sota, and then profanes that, that very high place to the point that her hair is uncovered and exposed for the lowly purpose that it was used for, or the other way around, that by staying very high, connected very high up and understanding that whatever loftiness I have, whatever crown I have, whatever glory I have, it's really Nezir Lakov, it's really the crown of my God. It's really the crown of Hashem. It's dedicated to Hashem. And I and I have to stay away from wine so I can 
so I can stay myself very deep and understanding that and appreciating it and not break break away from that high connection and dra- and find myself in a state of arrogance. person is cut off and you're wearing a crown on your head, so you're arrogant. So okay, you're the biggest one around. Look anywhere around you. Look, look, I'm the most beautiful. I'm the most lofty. I'm the smartest. I'm, I'm the best. But if a person stays connected, connected to Hashem, like a nausea, so then on the contrary, a person is humble. A person understands that the loftiness that I have, that the greatness that I have, it's all given to me. It's all given to me by Hashem. That's uh, that's reminiscent of the of the Gemara in the beginning of Enomdin um, that where we have a bai sitting in front of Rabba and seeing that Rabba is, is extremely happy says to him, why are you so happy? The the Pos uh, the, the says Gilberod and then we have a similar story with Rabbi Yirmiya sitting in front of Rabbi Zera same thing, says to him, why are you happy? Bechol etzev yemoser. So they both answer the same thing. I'm wearing tefillin. Maral Nezek Yisrael explains that person, kishuhula atzmo, unto himself, by yourself, a person has to recognize there's nothing so fantastic over there, there's nothing so great, don't be arrogant, don't be so great, like the, like the Rashi brings in Parshas Barashas, that uh, if you're going to be, if you're going to be a sinner, which, a person by himself, without without Hashem, that's what he is. So even a mosquito preceded you. Me, person by himself, understand? I'm chaser. I'm bosser of Adam. What is there? There's, the, there's nothing to be so proud of. Nothing to be so happy about. But when you're wearing tefillin, which is our connection to Hashem, my crown, like we, we've been speaking about the nazir lekav, in that I can rejoice. I can rejoice in the, my connection to Hashem. That I can rejoice in. The fact that I wear the crown of Hashem upon my head. So, um, th- that's that's a uh, person's joy. Of course, it doesn't have to be only if you're wearing film. If a person understands, I'm an Eved Hashem. person understands, I'm getting to do mitzvahs. person understands, I'm getting to daven. person understands, my whole existence is given over to Hashem. So in that, there can be a tremendous simcha. The most direct way the Chazal gave it over to us, the person who was wearing film. But conceptually, that can be even without film. That's in, a, in, in every state, when you're, when you're in a state of connectedness to Hashem. So the point is that this is right. With, if a person is, for whatever reason, disconnected, the person should be depressed. If a person is connected, he should be besimcha. But the Sota, she was disconnected, and yet she, was, she, but she wasn't depressed, which means she was haughty. She felt great about her state as she is. So she went and she profaned that crown, that greatness that we have. The greatness that we have is only due to our connection to Hashem. She went and she profaned that. So a nausea that sees a sota in her, in her defamement, in her, in her loneliness, should vow to fix this by himself going and doing the right thing. Or boy say, may we all be zocha to these madrigas, a madriga of simcha in our volus Hashem, Madriga of realizing that whatever loftiness, whatever greatness, whatever royalty, whatever crown I have, it's all from my connection to Hashem. And any kilkulum, any breakage that we see in the world, whether this breakage that we spoke about today, or really any breakage, if you see it, it means it's upon you to fix it. Good Shabbos.